as painful as the disease itself. Change your mind about mental illness and you can change a life at bringchangetomind.org. This is Health and Wealth Radio, AM 1470, WWNN Pompano Beach, and WKIS HD2, Boca Raton, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. If you died today and left your home to your kids, would they be able to pay their mortgage and yours? Well, that's what they're going to have to do until your estate has completed probate. And unless you have a revocable living trust, your estate is required to go through probate. If they can't make the payments, the bank will foreclose and the bank will own your home, not your kids. What to do? Call Andy Curtis today and let him create a revocable living trust for you. The cost, just $350 if you're single, $450 if you're married. And with each completed trust, you will get a gift certificate for $125 at Tropical Acres, South Florida's oldest and best steakhouse, plus a free living will. Call today at 1-877-ASK-ADAM. That's 1-877-275-2326. Tell them Steve Kane sent you. AM 1470, WNN, with more of what you need to know. Tune in for the best voice, best stop trafficking with Linda Sullivan, Wednesdays at 1. On South Florida's Health and Wealth Network, AM 1470, WNN. Hi, I'm Duke Libertori. And I'm Dr. Jan McBaron. We're a husband and wife team. And together we host the number one health talk show in the nation. Duke and the Doctor. You can hear our show weekday mornings at 10 here on WWNNAM 1470 Health and Wealth Radio. We'll discuss up-to-date health news, give away gifts, share in a laugh or two, and answer health questions from our callers. So if you are ready to start feeling happy, healthy, and terrific, then tune in to Duke and the Doctor. Weekday mornings at 10 on WWNNAM 1470. What you want to know. What you need to know. This is South Florida's Health and Wealth Radio, AM 1470, WNN. The opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. Welcome to Best Stop Trafficking, your best voice. Hosted by Linda Sullivan, certified master coach for victims of human trafficking. In fact, BEST stands for Building Empowerment by Stopping Trafficking. Specializing in aiding the victim to pursuing and prosecuting the trafficker. And now, here's Linda. Hi, this is Linda Sullivan, and I am here with my co-host, Eddie Foodman, and our other co-host, Sarah Sullivan from Northeastern University. Our call-in number today is 888-565-1470. But most important today, we are pleased to have with us not only an advocate, not only an attorney and a legislator, but a former prosecutor with a no-nonsense approach, Florida State Senator Maria Sachs. Hi, Maria. Hi. How are you, Linda? We're great, and we're so pleased to have you here, and we're glad that our listeners are going to have the opportunity to call in. And once again, that's 888-565. 1470 and speak with you so of course we're putting you on the hot seat 
That's all right. I'm ready for it. Good. Senator, your extensive advocacy work with children has enabled you to bring many Florida initiatives to fruition. One of those initiatives that were under your direction, and I believe one that is dear to your heart, is Women for Excellence. Can you please explain to our listeners a little bit about the position on networking and empowerment for women? Well, you know, Linda, that's a good point because I've always believed that when women get together, great things can happen. And so the Women for Excellence was an organization that I started um, with a group of friends, girlfriends. And uh, we got together uh, with the idea that uh, at that point, many years ago when we started it, there are a number of organizations that uh, catered to uh, women doctors, women lawyers. Uh, we wanted to do something that was inclusive of all women professionals, not just doctors or lawyers lawyers uh, independently, but to get a group of women together just to be friends, because we all know that friends do business with friends, especially amongst women. And I tell you, it, it started as a small group, and it has blossomed into a couple of hundred women today. Um, it's got chapters throughout the state of Florida, and I'm so proud to have founded this idea. And you did a great job. Thank you. I know that another of your goals has been to champion causes that improve the quality of life for single mothers and their children. Can you tell our listeners why the need for vulnerable populations to learn economic self-sufficiency is of grave importance? Well, you know, the, uh, most of the times, and I would have to say in the grand majority of times, uh, single-family households are run by a, a mom. A woman, and we all know that women don't make as much as men do. On a scale of a hundred, uh, let's say a hundred cents, it's uh, seventy-six cents that women make compared to a hundred that men make. So it's a little more difficult for a woman to head a family, take care of herself and the kids, um, with that kind of statistics in this country, which is absolutely wrong. We need to do more work on that, but. That's the reality. So what is it that women can do? Women need to stick together to help each other out so that a single mom uh, who's heading a household, uh, first of all, we in government need to make sure that those women make um, uh, the same amount as men uh, because they have even more responsibilities than men do. So that's always been very high in my agenda. And, you know, women don't need a handout. They need a hand up. Uh, so any employers out there uh, who are looking to hire somebody, uh, look around your neighborhoods, look around your community, your churches, your synagogues, and know that uh, there are many good women uh, who are really need uh, not your help but your your uh, positions in the office. And uh, that's what we're really uh, that's what I've always been pushing uh, since I got involved in government and and even beforehand, Linda. I don't know before you've been doing that since you were acting as both a defense attorney, even as a prosecutor, you were out there making sure that women had a position and women had a voice. That's very and correct. That's very important. I think Eddie has a question for you. Yes, I do, Senator. Uh, you were in the House of Representatives from 2006 to 2010 and then were elected to the Senate in 2010. During that time, you were appointed by Governor Christ to the Florida Statewide Task Force on Human Trafficking for 2009 through 2011. Can you describe to our listeners, Senator, what, in your opinion, is the problem with sex trafficking prevention in Florida? 
You know, when you said that we were together in a task force, that's just the first half of it. What we need to do, uh, Eddie, is we need to get the right people around the table. And up to now, we really haven't. Uh, we've gotten a lot of good folks who are interested in social work. We have a lot of folks who are interested in working on the street level with uh, a lot of the children, a lot of the young girls, and young boys as well. But what we need is we need law enforcement to get involved, and we need to invite them to get involved, and we need uh, immigration authorities because so many times the people uh, who are uh, uh, traffickers, and this is a global problem, um, they will um, secretly bring uh, young people into the country with promises of jobs. What happens is they're the first, uh, usually the first contact that a young person who's a victim of this crime has is with law enforcement. And, uh, you know, nobody wears a bracelet that says, I'm a victim of child trafficking. So law enforcement does what they do, which is enforce the laws. Many times they'll put that young person in a, in a detention center, and then they're transferred to uh, immigration, where they are... Um, they're put into you know into large attention centers and then they're evicted, thrown out of the country. So what we've done is we've made victims to be defendants. So we have all good intentions, and we'd love to hear about all this good social work. But what we really need to do is to make sure that we have law enforcement involved. Wow, Sarah, you have a question for the senator. Yeah, hello, senator. Thank Hi, you for Sarah. coming on. Um, will you tell our listeners about this? Florida Statewide Human Trafficking Task Force. For example, what do you do and who is involved in that? Well, it was an excellent idea by, uh, at that time, Governor Charlie Crist. And we met a number of times around the state. But again, um, like I mentioned before, we need to have more uh, uh, participants involved in law enforcement and the federal government. Because uh, so many times, state uh, enforcement uh, and and with very very good people on the ground, you know, the boots on the ground, but it's tough to get law enforcement uh, involved because all they see is someone who's breaking the law, uh, either involved in prostitution or uh, involved in uh, manufacturing of goods uh, without the proper licenses. So they they do what they do, which is law enforcement. We need to bring them to the table and have them understand exactly the fact that these are not defendants, these are victims. And actually, uh, Senator, um, to their credit, I mean, they, we can't take away their job, as you just said, so we have to just kind of holistically embrace them and try to get them to understand and work more in a holistic fashion with those who have your education and are, your skill set. You know, uh, Linda, that's a good point, and I have to say that there are many local law enforcement agencies, such as in the city of Tampa, who are proactive when they go in and they see young kids uh, even though they may be illegal uh, here in the, or undocumented here in the United States, they still make sure that they segregate uh, those uh, folks from, you know, the bad guys and contact social services so that this great umbrella can come over them and protect them from, you know, from what they're most fearful of, which is prosecution and then, you know, being uh, evicted from the country. As well as, you know, the law enforcement is often, um, they've been taught, these victims have been taught to fear law enforcement because even when they're being moved internationally or domestically, they come from their own countries and law enforcement sometimes, they just see a uniform and they've been told these are the bad guys, whether or not 
they are or they aren't. That's so, so true. It's yeah. so true, Linda. Senator, in Florida, there are statistics that state that upwards of 70% of foster children are or have been involved in some sort of sexual exploitation. And there has been some confirmation of that in the child brothel that was recently found in Miami-Dade that actually involved the state child abuse investigator employed by DCF. What can Florida do to help reform DCF or assist them or guide them? Do you have any input on that? Is there, or is that just something that's just going to evolve on its own? First, I want to say thank you to the newspapers. Sometimes you have a, a, t- a couple of very good reporters, and uh, we do have in, in this particular case uh, with reporters from the Miami Herald, I think it's being picked up by the News Service of Florida, um, to, to really crack these cases. You know, it's interesting. We in government, um, and I and the legislature, were not aware that there were people inside of DCF actually feeding, or let me put it this way, allegedly uh, feeding young kids into prostitution. So I know that... Uh, uh, Kathy Rundo, Kathy Fernandez Rundo, the state attorney in Miami-Dade, is very, very much onto this. She's uh, very proactive in investigating this, and uh, you know she's she's really the person that we need uh, to make sure that uh, that this is taken care of. But uh, shame on um, our government if, in fact, it is found to be true. Uh, through the investigation of the state attorney's office that there were state employees who are actually in cahoots, so to speak, with members of this, uh, you know, this prostitution ring, uh, providing them with children to be used in prostitution. What's particularly upsetting to me is that not only were these girls young, but they were also, they had developmental uh, problems. Uh, they had, you know, uh, mental issues to make them even more vulnerable. That, to me, just, if these allegations are found to be true, uh, the law needs to be extremely tough on prosecuting and convicting those who are involved in this. Also, I believe, and I may be incorrect, and maybe you know better, some of those um, under investigation were contract employees as well, I believe, with DCF. So there must, uh, I guess, be put into place some compliance within DCF to show who they can contract with and who they cannot and do some kind of background checks on the parties that they work with. So I think they need more of this court need to act more like a corporation and do an in-house compliance program some sort if they're going to be doing third-party contracting. What we need to do is we need to make sure that government does its job to the very best of its abilities. That is, that when a child is placed in custody of the state, that that child is 100% protected. That is the least that we can do as a government. Uh, any, you know, there are very few things that we have left for government. Um, trying to take away and privatize our prisons or trying to privatize our schools. But while we have right now children uh, who are in custody of the state, whether it is in foster homes, whether it's in a, in a juvenile detention center, whether it's in a school, the state needs to be 100% uh, protective 
of that child while it's in state custody. No excuses, uh, no justification. If a, if a, especially a child is in our state custody, we need to make sure they're taken care of. Period. Total accountability. We agree. We're at 888-565-1470 with Senator Maria Sachs. Eddie, I believe you are. Yeah, I do have a question for the Senator. Uh, In this regard, are you aware of any tangible changes that are taking place currently? And if so, are there any other political figures or organizations involved in this reform effort? Well, I think that uh, with the awareness that this was going down or allegedly going down in Miami-Dade, I know that those in control of DCF uh, will ask for an investigation. Uh, and, and the public needs to make sure that it is. Uh, so that uh, whether uh, DCF um, employees knew about it, or maybe they should have known about it, uh, then I think that uh, some heads should roll. Because uh, whenever, uh, you know, this isn't the first time that we've had a problem. This isn't the first time. So how many more times do we need, how many more children need to be uh, injured uh, or uh, affected for the rest of their lives or killed while in foster care? So uh, absolutely, if these allegations, uh, uh, Eddie, are shown to be true, then um, I think there should be an investigation going on right now, and I hope there, I hope there is. You said that the public needs to uh, participate or make sure there is an investigation. How does the public do that? Easy. Contact uh, the governor's office. Contact the head of DCF. Contact their local legislators. Uh, there are legislators. Uh, there are state representatives, state senators. Uh, you can contact me. I'd be more than happy to listen to anybody, whether or not you're in my district or not, uh, to let them know that uh, I'm listening. Um my district, I, in every Senate district represents about 400,000 people. If there's anybody out there uh, who is hearing this who does not know how to get a hold of their legislator, uh, then they'd certainly uh, be more than happy for them to contact me, and uh, I'll make sure that... Uh, that you know, their allegations are given to the right authorities. And we definitely encourage that to happen. If you do need to reach the senator, she is highly instrumental in going forward and following what she says she's going to do. Uh, Sarah, I believe you have a quick question. Yes. Uh, senator, can you tell our, li- our listeners what the Blue Ribbon Committee is and how you think this fosters community involvement in pre- prevention efforts? Well, thank you, Sarah. Ever since I started being a legislator, I realized that some of the smartest people in the world are um, are in my district. <laughs> they really are. And, uh, you know, I have many retired uh, folks, uh, professionals from the Northeast, and uh, I like to listen to them. You know, sometimes we politicians, we talk too much. So sometimes I just go and listen. And uh, every one of my bills that became law came from my constituents. There were ideas that came from the people in my district. So sometimes if we just sit down and shut up uh, and listen, we can we can hear some uh, some wisdom uh, from from our own constituents. So for that reason, I uh, I I have these blue ribbon committees that are set up, and um, I listen and uh, to my people and in, in these committees, and uh, I learn a lot, and and they are able to get involved in community events. Well, that's fantastic, and don't shut up on the radio show, though. <laughs> we definitely want you to keep talking. We do have Steve on the line. Hi, Steve. Do you have a question for the senator? Yes, I have a question regarding the governor's veto powers. Okay. To, uh, 
to stop the effective date of the Florida State Partner Act? And and does he still have the veto power to do that? Steve, what... Um uh, yes, the the governor has veto power. But what what particular bill are you uh, thinking of? I didn't I didn't hear it. Regarding the Safe Harbor Act. Oh, regarding the Safe Harbor Act. Well, you know, um, there's so many days for the governor to issue a veto on bills that go through the Senate and the House, and uh, and that has passed. So, um, but if you have a particular concern about it, uh, why don't you tell us about it? No, I was just, just wondering about the effective date. Okay. And whether or not he had the power to veto. I think the public wants to learn a little bit more about processes and how things actually work so that when they do call up with concerns to you or to the other senators in their areas that they know exactly what their rights are and how to proceed. Um, thank you, Steve, very much. Um, Marion Johnson, um, apparently from the Florida Chamber, said, Good government can only be obtained by electing candidates who understand Florida's future needs and who are not afraid to make bold decisions that will get us there. Senator, can you tell us, please, what you consider to be Florida's most important future need and how you see getting us there, whether it's jobs, education, or just is there one that takes priority? I think probably one of the most important issues that government needs to be focused on, uh, besides taking care of the people that are in its uh, guardianship, uh, is to fund education. You know, we all talk about jobs, and we don't need to import jobs. We have a talented workforce. We have a, a group of citizens in this state, I think, that are second to none. And I believe in the people of Florida. But um, saying that is one thing. Funding our education is something different. I think the most important thing where we can put our money as a government uh, is to is to fund education. Uh, fund it properly in the uh, elementary schools. And most importantly, fund it in our universities. Because it's from our universities, Linda, where our talent is going to come in terms of finding uh, great career jobs. I'm not. In, I'm not interested in uh, uh, in in jobs. I'm interested in careers for our young people. And you know what? So are they. They want good careers right here in the state of Florida. And why not? People come from all over the world to live in Florida. So to think that our students who graduate from our universities can't not find a good career in this state, um, shame on the government. Uh, we need to make sure that we fund our universities uh, because that's where that's where our good careers are going to come from. And just just as a side point, you know, some of the greatest inventions this country has uh, has been in the forefront in the last couple of years has, and I'm talking about the uh, I'm talking talking about Google and Facebook and uh, uh, and LinkedIn came from students. Not certainly not from politicians. Certainly not from uh, professors. Uh, but from students. So we need to make sure that our students are taken care of in our universities because that's where our high-tech enterprises are going to come from. Fantastic. I think, Sarah, you want to just tell our uh, listeners about Best Clubs, and then we have another caller on the line. Yeah, um, Best Club Global Prevention Program seeks to stop sex trafficking of children through education, awareness, and support. 
The program teaches students of all ages, elementary, middle, and high school, that embracing positive peer pressure is the key to remaining gang-free and bully-free. It's Best Club's mission to partner with students and school administration to outsmart the traffickers by strengthening confidence and self-identity in children. Best Club members agree to help stop sex trafficking and mentor other students in their schools and in their community. By educating children now, Best Club hopes to make them less prone to trafficking in the future. To be a part of Best Club, complete the contact form at www.beststoptrafficking.org. Thank you, Sarah. Kathy, we have you on the line. You have a question for the Senator. Yes, I do. Hi. Um, I heard a caller previously ask about the Florida Safe Harbor Act, and I was glad to hear that that, along all these other initiatives, are going on because they're all needed and we need to support them. But my question, uh, Senator, is um, if you were to put in the legislation for the Safe Harbor Act in now, what would you put in different than, than, it, is it, than is in it right now? What would you do differently? Well, there's a lot of uh, different agencies that need to get involved in the in the legislation, and I know that this is not an issue that concerns only certain parts of of human trafficking. You know, as I mentioned before, we need to get more law enforcement involved, and we need to get more. Um, I want to call them ICE, but, you know, immigration authorities uh, involved. We also need to bring in our partners from uh, Central America, Costa Rica, and uh, and uh, other areas in, in Central America, uh, because they are focal points as well uh, at human trafficking. We need to bring in our European partners, uh, because many times um, a lot of the children are trafficked either from uh, or through uh, other ports of entry. So it's a global issue, uh, but first we need to get our uh, American authorities, our law enforcement authorities, our immigration authorities involved. Uh, it's the safe harbor is a first step, but uh, we still have uh, we still have ways to go. We have Jackie on the line. Hi, Jackie. Can you have a question for the senator? Thank you. Um, are you concerned that under the Florida Safe Harbor Act and any new short-term safe houses established until the potential changing of the act or the repeal of the act will be more harmful than good? Well, you know, it's a new entity right now. It's a new idea, the Safe Harbor Act, and it's an it's an issue that still has to be worked through. Like I said, it's not the uh, end all of it, but it's a beginning. It's a beginning, and I think it's a good thing to start out with. Um, I know that um, former Assistant State Attorney Trudy Novicki is uh, very much involved with uh, a lot of these issues that are going on. Um, you know, with stopping of human trafficking in Miami-Dade. Um, so I think it's a first good step, uh, but there's still a lot more to go. Thank you. We Thank have you. Zachariah on the line. Hello, Zachariah. Good afternoon, uh, Senator. This year you co-sponsor House Bill 749, which toughens penalties for human trafficking and provides the Office of the Statewide Prosecution Jurisdiction to pursue cases. How does this further prevention efforts in Florida? You're talking about increasing the penalties, uh, yes. Zachariah. Yes. 
we need to make sure that uh, we have RICO punishment uh, for those who traffic in um, in in our children and children from anywhere around the world. If they touch uh, American soil, they need to get the most severest penalties. And I think uh, the way I liken it is to uh, uh, racketeering. And so I'd like to see uh, the federal government and the state government together uh, put together a team that will make sure that the that those who try to exploit our children are going to get the most severe of uh, penalties. But this is, you know, this is not a this is a process. So I yeah, I've been working on this for many many years. I think we're getting closer um, with you know some of the activities that have been going on in the legislature. So I know that uh, you know as is, as we have more programs like the one on the air today with Linda Sullivan uh, and Eddie, I know that we're going to raise awareness for this for this very very important issue, and then that will uh, uh, show itself in the legislature next session. Fantastic. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say, Zach, or can we take a short break? And then we're going to have everyone call back at 888-565-1470 to speak to Senator Maria Sachs because she has a lot more to say about what's going on and what she's doing for our listeners. Jay Sullivan, Certified Public Accountant, can provide you with assistance in all your tax, federal, and business affairs. Assistance that will improve your total financial well-being. The firm offers a wide variety of services from PCAOB audits and AICPA audits to forensic and litigation support and domestic and international tax matters. Licensed as a CPA in both New York and Florida, and holding a certificate of expertise in U.S. tax and an LLM in international taxation and financial services, L.J. Sullivan CPA Firm is a boutique firm duly qualified to assist you. That's L.J. Sullivan, Certified Public Accountant. To make an appointment, go to their website, www.ljsullivancpa.com. That's L.J. Sullivan, CPA.com. Or just call 305 728 